Hey y'all, welcome back as we continue on through Deuteronomy in Moses' final speech, chapter 8, verse 1. Be careful to obey all the commands that I'm giving you today. Then you will live and multiply, and you will enter and occupy the land the Lord swore to give your ancestors. Remember how the Lord your God led you through the wilderness for those 40 years, humbling you and testing you to prove your character, and to find out whether or not you would obey his commands. Yes, he humbled you by letting you go hungry and then feeding you with manna, a food previously unknown to you and your ancestors. He did it to teach you that people do not live by bread alone. Rather, we live by every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. For all these forty years, your clothes did not wear out, and your feet didn't blister or swell. Think about it. Jesus, as a parent, disciples a child. I'm sorry, just as a parent disciples a child. The Lord your God disciples you for your own good. So basically pay attention to what God is trying to tell you in the tests of our days. In verse 6, So obey the commands of the Lord your God by walking in his ways and fearing him. For the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land, flowing of flowing streams and pools of water with fountains and springs that gush out in the valleys and hills. It is a land of wheat and barley, of grapevines, fig trees, and pomegranates, of olive oil and honey. It is a land where food is plentiful and nothing is lacking. It is a land where iron is as common as stone, and copper is abundant in the hills. When you have eaten your fill, be sure to praise the Lord your God for the good land he has given you. Here we have the importance of both remembering all his God has done and being thankful for all that he's doing gratitude gratitude will save you from idolatry and pride will make you forget God so focus on gratitude and in, in everything that God is doing in your life and attribute everything to God because that's where it deserves to be attributed to we have nothing without God in verse 11 but that is the time to be careful beware that in your plenty you do not forget the Lord your God, and disobey his commands, regulations, and decrees that I am giving you today. For when you have become full and prosperous and have built fine homes to live in, and when your flocks and herds have become very large and your silver and gold have multiplied along with everything else, be careful. Do not become proud at that time and forget the Lord your God who rescued you from slavery in the land of Egypt. Do not forget that he led you through the great and terrifying wilderness with its poisonous snakes and scorpions, where it was so hot and dry. He gave you water from the rock. He fed you with manna in the wilderness, a food unknown to your ancestors. He did this to humble you and test you for your own good. He did this so that you would never say to yourself, I have achieved this wealth with my own strength and energy. Remember the Lord your God. He is the one who gives you power to be successful in order to fulfill the covenant he has confirmed to your ancestors with an oath. But I assure you of this, if you ever forget the Lord your God and follow other gods, worshiping and bowing down to them, you will certainly be destroyed. Just as the Lord has destroyed other nations in your path, you also will be destroyed if you refuse to obey the Lord your God. Pay attention. Give gratitude where gratitude is due. Give honor where honor is due. And remember, do not forget that everything has done. God has done for you. 
basically get off your own rock, your own pedestal, and get on God's rock, God's rock that is always providing, and drink from God's rock in humility and gratitude to God and God alone. And in chapter 9, we continue with verse 1. Listen, O Israel, today you are about to cross the Jordan River to take over the land belonging to the nations much greater and more powerful than you. They live in cities with walls that reach to the sky. The people are strong and tall, descendants of the famous Anakite giants. You've heard the saying, who can stand up to the Anakites? But recognize today that the Lord your God is the one who will cross over ahead of you like a devouring fire to destroy them. He will subdue them so that you will quickly conquer them and drive them out, just as the Lord has promised. After the Lord your God has done this for you, don't say in your hearts, the Lord has given us this land because we are such good people. No, it is because of the wickedness of the other nations that he is pushing them out of your way. It is not because you are so good or have such integrity that you are about to occupy the land. The Lord your God will drive out these nations ahead of you only because of their wickedness and to fulfill the oath that he swore to your ancestors, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. You must recognize that the Lord your God is not giving you this good land because you are good, for you are not. You are stubborn people. And Moses would know this because he's been wandering around that wilderness with these people for the last 40 years. So he knows how stubborn they are. And they're not chosen because they're good. God's justice and faithfulness accounts for Israel being chosen because God is good. It is not because of anything that they've done. It is not because of their goodness. In verse 7, Remember and never forget how angry you made the Lord your God in the wilderness, Oh, one more thing. Let's go back. Hold on. Stop. The giants, no matter how big the giants are in our lives, no matter how big the giants we face are, no matter what we face looks like, God is bigger than all of it and any of it. And God can handle it. We we can trust him and we can hand it to him and trust that he will help you through whatever giant you face. God is faithful. And don't forget who drives out the enemy that we face. It is God. And make sure just to constantly be in that gratitude and remember all that he does in our lives. In verse 7, Remember and never forget how angry you made the Lord your God out in the wilderness. From the day you left Egypt until now, you have been constantly rebelling against him. Even at Mount Sinai, you made the Lord so angry that he was ready to destroy you. This happened when I was on the mountain receiving the tablets of stone inscribed with the words of the covenant that the Lord had made with you. I was there for 40 days and 40 nights, and all that time I ate no food and drank no water. The Lord gave me the two tablets on which God had written with his own finger all the words that he had spoken to you from the heart of the fire when you were assembled at the mountain. At the end of the 40 days and nights, The Lord handed me the two stone tablets inscribed with the words of the covenant. And the Lord said to me, Get up and get down immediately. For the people you brought out of Egypt have corrupted themselves. How quickly they have turned away from the way I commanded them to live. They have melted gold and made an idol for themselves. So they're already, they're at the mountain getting God's covenant commands and they're already breaking the covenant. He reminds them of this. Like how quickly they turn from God. 
by nature, we're covenant breakers, which is why God reminds us constantly to remember the Lord in our lives, give gratitude for everything in our lives, be humble before God, and be thankful for everything you have, in, because it's, it's all from God, and remember all that He does in every waking moment of our lives. We, God, he, he reminds us and he reminds the Israelites that they're sinful. And even though they are sinful, God is still bringing them into the promised land. And that's how faithful God is. God has a call and a will in our lives. And no matter what we've done to mess up, God has not changed his mind about us or our lives. He chose us. He loves us. And if we submit our lives to God, he will bring his will forth in our lives. In verse 13, the Lord also reminded me, I have seen how stubborn and rebellious these people are. Leave me alone so I may destroy them and erase their names from under heaven. Then I will make a mighty nation of your descendants, a nation larger and more powerful than they are. So while the mountain was blazing with fire, I turned and came down, holding in my hands the two stone tablets inscribed with the terms of the covenant. There below me, I could see that you had sinned against the Lord your God. You had melted gold and made a calf idol for yourselves. How quickly you had turned away from the path that the Lord had commanded you to follow. So I took the stone tablets and I threw them to the ground, smashing them before your eyes. Then, as before, I threw myself down before the Lord for forty days and forty nights. I ate no bread and drank no water because of the great sin that you had committed by doing what the Lord hated, provoking him to anger. I feared that he was that the furious anger of the Lord which turned him against you, would drive him to destroy you. But again, he listened to me. The Lord was so angry with Aaron that he wanted to destroy him too. But I prayed for Aaron, and the Lord spared him. I took your sin, the calf that you had made, and I melted it down in the fire and ground it into fine dust. Then I threw the dust into the stream that flows down the mountain. And you might think, well, like, I can't believe they did that so fast. But you know what? We're no better. We're all guilty of sin. We are all in this situation. I don't know that any of us could say that we would do anything different. And therefore, God sends us Jesus. He sends us our Savior to intercede for all of us because we desperately need it. We desperately need Jesus. In verse 22, you also made the Lord angry at Taberah, Massah, in Kilbroth Hatava, and at Kadash Barnea, the Lord sent you out with this command Go up and take over the land I have given you. But you rebelled against the command that the Lord your God and refused to put your trust in him or obey him. Yes, you have been rebelling against the Lord as long as I have known you. And that is why I threw myself down before the Lord for forty days and forty nights, for the Lord said he would destroy you. I prayed to the Lord and said, O Sovereign Lord, do not destroy them. They are your own people. They are your special possession, whom you redeemed from Egypt by your mighty power and your strong hand. Please overlook the stubbornness and the awful sin of these people, and remember instead your servant Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. If you destroy these people, the Egyptians will say that the Israelites died because the Lord wasn't able to bring them to the land that he had promised to give them. Or they might say, he destroyed them because he hated them. He deliberately took them into the wilderness to slaughter them. But they are your people and your special possession, whom you brought out of Egypt by your great strength and powerful arm. So that concludes chapter 8 and 9, and we'll continue tomorrow. Have a great day, y'all.